0: Listen to Locatura Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
2: Welcome uh, to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Bolaños. Thank right. you for sp- spank. Thank we can you. We get spank, whatever. Guys, no, thank you for spending <laughs> your Saturday afternoon with Monty and me. I am like so frazzled right now, you guys. It's Monty's birthday weekend. So let's uh, all wish Monty a happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. I, happy birthday. Thank you. Just found out that we are basically the same age, <laughs> and this entire time I thought Monty was like 10 years younger than me. That's right. So, I said so you can tell I people know. that. You you can just keep telling I people. I'm having that. a moment. I am having a f- <laughs> full moment. Wow. <sighs> Happy birthday. Thank
3: you. Thanks. Yeah. Ugh. I'm good. I'm alive. I wasn't yesterday, but I'm okay. That's now.
2: okay. It was your birthday <laughs> yeah. on Thursday. So yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. yeah you yeah, do yeah. whatever you want.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's what you get to do. Exactly. Ah,
2: okay. <laughs> I yeah, that worked me. That yeah. worked me. I good for you. <laughs> good for you. Okay. Happy championship weekend, (laughs) everybody. We got the Chiefs and Ravens tomorrow at nooner. Two of the best quarterbacks going off. Lions. Insane. insane. Lions then at 49ers, the comeback kids, two quarterbacks who were doubted, who are ready to prove everybody wrong. Like such great stories uh-huh. surrounding both of these games. We'll get to that in just a minute. We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. tirerack.com the way tire buying should be. Now, as I said, we've got a great show. Lined up for you. So many amazing games. So we have 49ers beat reporter Tracy Sandler back joining us at the bottom of the hour to break down that entire 49ers game. Can't wait to
3: talk to her. I know.
2: And then we have uh, Fox Sports NFL reporter Carmen Vitale, basically best friend of the show, right. down an hour two <laughs> to break down both of these games. We have producer Bo Benson with us today, our technical producer Chris Perfet and Martin Weiss at the news desk. But let's get started with championship oh. weekend because... What an incredible lineup.
3: A great script. Good job, NFL.
2: Right? Like, <laughs> Good job, everything NFL. about both of these games, all four of these quarterbacks, just there are so many stories mm-hmm. in place. Yeah. As I said, the AFC Championship game, first time Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson will meet in the playoffs. Which is crazy to think. It's insane. I mean, these are two of the best of our time. As Lamar put it, a heavyweight fight. Yes. Then you have the NFC Championship game, we got the comeback kids. Two, I mean, I don't even know if you'd, uh, Purdy's kind of the comeback kid after getting injured in the NFC Championship game last season. And then everyone's like, well, can he do it? Was it a fluke? After surgery? Nope.
3: Remember, people didn't even know if he was going
2: to be ready for the start of the season. Still a comeback kid. Two doubted quarterbacks who are ready to prove everybody wrong. But let's start with the first game tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Chiefs at Ravens. I mean, there is so much talent there is. in this game. It is going to. It should be an incredible quarterback duel. Plus, there is so much mutual respect between these two MVP quarterbacks. Both have spoke very highly of each other, and we have some sound from both of these quarterbacks. Uh, let's start with Lamar Jackson talking about. Patrick Mahomes and how he doesn't like playing against him. Let's let's get to that first.
4: I don't like competing against him at all. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean he's a great quarterback, definitely Hall of Famer. Uh, It's not even it's a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. But I believe it's just two greats, um, up and coming greats, just going toe to toe. You know, like a heavyweight fight.
2: It really is, and you can hear the respect. From Lamar in that about Patrick right.
3: Mahomes, Calling and then him a Hall of Famer now, now Not in the future, no. He's like right everybody now,
2: everybody knows he is the best player right. in the league. Yeah, right, right now, now.
3: Mm-hmm. right now, and
2: then Patrick Mahomes was talking about Lamar being the MVP and and the respect that he has for him.
5: He's going to be the MVP for a reason. I mean, he goes out there, he he leads his team, he scores, he runs, he throws, he does whatever it takes to win, and and that's what the great greats do. And uh, uh, like I said, it'll be a great challenge for our defense, but also a great challenge for our offense going against their defense. So uh, it's going to take a a full team effort if we want to find a way to get a win.
3: He's right. A full team effort on either end. Talent,
2: game-recognizing game. Yep. Right there from both of them. Like, mad respect. So, okay, who has the edge in this game, because let's run through this. Okay, Patrick Mahomes is playing in his sixth straight AFC championship game, right? right? Every year, he has been a starter. He has given his team the best chance to get to a Super Bowl. This is all he knows. This is everything. <laughs> he has the experience. <laughs> yeah. And somehow, and somehow Patrick Mahomes just comes alive right. in the postseason. He has the highest playoff win percentage mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl era. 81.3%. Yeah, no, it's stupid. He has more playoff wins than 12 NFL franchises. He has the same amount of playoff wins in the last seven seasons that the Cardinals do in their 104 seasons. Like, just to put perspective. It is insane. Yeah, like it you is, hear it, but then you hear it again like that, and it is it is incredible. An, he, it's, he knows how to win. In the playoffs. Yeah. And the craziest part this whole season was about how he was having a down year. And, oh. He's still here. Here they are again. Back in
3: the AFC championship game. Yeah. And he did have a rough year. All yeah. Year, we saw it. We all saw it. We saw him break down. We saw him get emotional. It was a rough year for him. I think a lot of people dismissed them to even make the playoffs. Yeah. Here here he's he's back to what he only knows to do. Championship game. Like, Win. what are we talking about? Win in the
2: postseason. Okay. Now let's look at the other side. And the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, because he's got a big chip on his shoulder. (laughs) He's got a lot to prove. He has not had, Lamar Jackson has not had that playoff success that he knows he can have, Mm -hmm. right? And we just heard him talk about it. Like, he's facing the, the reigning champs who have two Super Bowls under Patrick Mahomes. He's trying to get to his first Super Bowl and win his first Super Bowl And the Chiefs' defense has still been top tier on a, quote, down season. They've allowed the second fewest total yards in the regular season. Second, they were second in sacks. So it's going to come down to Lamar's dual threat. Passing and running is going to be his best weapon, obviously. And he's going to have to be so locked in tomorrow on both of those. Both of those.
3: It is crazy. You know, like Lamar Jackson started, we all know, not as a traditional pocket passer, but... This is the best he's ever thrown the ball. Yeah. And he has gotten better as like, the season has progressed. Yeah. Like maybe it didn't start this way, but now here he is, ending the season with five touchdown passes against the Miami Dolphins. Like he has gotten better as yeah. the season has progressed. He has never looked as comfortable throwing the ball as he has this season. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, unless Tyreek Hill is on the field, Lamar is the fastest guy out there.
2: I mean, it's crazy. He's crazy. He is 22nd in the league. In rushing yards. So he's better than some of the starting
3: running backs it's not, in the league. Him. You see him. He has been exciting from the minute he got into the league. Yeah. He's been a playmaker from the minute he got into a league. But now I feel that he is a dual threat that we've never seen. No. And if he continues on yeah. this trajectory of being able to pass so comfortably in the pocket, the league is gonna be in trouble. Oh, they already are. Like you know, they what? Already like, are. It's, here it's, he is.
2: He's having his he's having his MVP season. And everything's coming together the way we always knew it could from his first MVP that he got. And now he's getting a tight end, Mark Andrews back, just Mm -hmm. another weapon for Lamar to use. I mean, he's been out since week 11 and they've been winning. So again, just another added bonus. This is, this game can really go either way with two of these MVP quarterbacks. We're going to save our picks till the end of the show. So now let's move on to the NFC championship game. Lions at 49ers. Again, (laughs) some incredible stories Around this game. It's the game of the comeback quarterbacks. Jared Goff traded away from LA to Detroit. Not a good good enough for LA, but great for Detroit. And then Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. The very last pick in the draft, still doubted. I honestly I have a really hard time figuring out why. Um <laughs> but I, the 49ers were here last season. Right. And lost. Yep. I think all of the pressure is on them. They are the heavy favorites to win. They have claimed all last season, if Purdy was healthy, they would have beat the Eagles and gone to the Super Bowl. So a lot of a lot of eyeballs, a lot of pressure, a lot of conversation tomorrow is going to be wrapped around Brock Purdy. And he took a lot of heat this week for not having a great game. And he talked about the struggles... Last week, and and how you can kind of learn from your mistakes.
1: How do you go about transforming, you know, the good and, the, and the, the negative from one week to make yourself better the following
6: week? For me, it's you know you, you you're real with yourself. You understand where you're at as a quarterback, um, how you played, and it doesn't matter if you play good or bad. Like you can't, I don't think. Take really any of that with you the next week. It's a new game. It's a new scheme. It's a new environment. Everything, everything about it is new. So it's almost like you got to clean the slate, learn from the mistakes, build off of you know the good things that you've done. But it's going to be a it's it's a new game. So that's the the mental battle that I feel like all the NFL quarterbacks go through, and and I think that's where the great ones really you know separate themselves from the others. So yeah, that's how I look at it.
3: See, I agree with you that there's more pressure, and I think the pressure comes even more so because of their last game against Green Bay. It wasn't pretty.
2: No, but am I worried about Brock Purdy? No. No, no, no. no, no. Okay, are you ready for this? He is still undefeated in the playoffs in games (laughs) that he's been healthy and finished, meaning in his two seasons in the NFL, he has brought the 49ers to two NFC Championship games. Right. What does this man have to do to earn that respect. He was the very last pick in the draft. He didn't have his best game last weekend but still led the team
3: to victory with the game-winning drive. Yeah. Like I it, it is crazy that he somebody said I don't know who but they were like we criticize this guy like he's been in the league 5 6 years. And it's like that is a, a great way to put it cuz that is kind of what they criticize him like, oh, yeah. right? Instead, yeah, he's still a baby. Like if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, he's still a this baby in the first
6: full season.
2: season as a starter. He like, came in as a third-string quarterback yeah. last year, like, and went undefeated till he got injured in this exact same game last season. Yeah, he has done everything possible that he can do, and that's win.
3: And that's and it's not and enough. It's win. He he needs to get to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, this feels. The 49ers game to lose and the Lions game to steal. Which is scary, though. So let's <laughs> let's talk about the Lions because this is new territory for them. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have a chance to get to their first Super Bowl in franchise history. It's going to take everything that they got. But I will say they have the country on their side. <laughs> have you seen the map? Every, everybody loves an underdog story. Everybody loves dan campbell he has yeah. won the hearts of even charles barkley do we get that sound of, of charles talking about him? let's play that
3: i have fell in love with the detroit Lions. <laughs> i have a man crush on dan campbell i know nothing about <laughs> yeah. dan campbell but i'm like <laughs> i want to play I, I play football one day i want to play for dan campbell what do you think that, i want to play for would dan be, campbell too i think that would be coach campbell to the audience what? coach campbell we
1: know him that's right, Coach Campbell. <laughs> we should call him Coach Campbell. You're absolutely yeah. right.
2: Yeah. That's- no, that's how I feel, too. Anytime I, I watch, everybody does. Anytime I watch one of his speeches, there is so much passion yeah. and heart. Like, you can tell why his entire locker room bought in to whatever he was selling. Yeah. Because even us on the outside, we see him for, like, 30 seconds to 90 seconds. And
3: we're like, yes, Dan, we will run through a brick wall for you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, you're so right about that. Everybody is on Everyone. the hype train. And, like, it's crazy because the hype train started in the offseason, right? And they delivered. Oh, like, yeah. what a story. What a ride. They They have not won a playoff game on the road since 1957 also. Like, there's just so many obstacles because of history that the Lions are facing. Yeah. But the Lions, like, know who they are. They are – they know exactly their identity, which is uh-huh. what's scary to the face. The grit. They, they They're know. all grit. They
2: are. Yeah, they're doubted. Jared they Goff? always have been. No one thinks they can do it. I mean, Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl before. Right. He it- beat his former team, who traded him a couple weeks ago. And if Goff wins tomorrow – he will just be the fifth quarterback to lead two different franchises to the Super Bowl. Wow! Some names that oh, he would throw them at me. Throw them at me. Tom Brady. Okay. Duh. Peyton Manning. <laughs> Kurt Warner. Craig Morton. Like those. those you're, oh, are you're an great elite company. Company. Yeah. Great company. So as I said, this feels like the 49ers' game to lose and the Lions' game to steal. This is another one that really can go either way.
3: Yeah. For either different way. reasons. It's so. It's. It's like I. I, if I'm, I, I'm sure Chris, Chris must, must be so excited. I feel like Lions freaking fans. out, man. Do you, do you believe out, that your team can do this? Like, you must believe it.
1: They they belong on the same field as everyone else. It's yeah. no, I, we said it. Uh, you know, I run I run the Pride of Detroit podcast, and like we said over there, this isn't a Cinderella story. This no. this is a team yeah. that belongs here with the last four remaining teams. They got a shot like everyone else right now. They got the star players. They've got the good offensive scheme. They've got everything they need mm-hmm. to win a to win a football game like I
3: this. I like that. It, they're not a Cinderella story. No,
2: but I like that. But they're not. They they don't have the big flashy names like the Christian McCaffrey, the George K- kid, the kid, the Ross- the Brown. IU, I'm just they,
1: they have guys who will be those flash names. Jameer St. Brown. Have, yeah.
2: They have players that are just as, like, can be just yeah. as great. Yeah. But the national stage doesn't know their names as well as the 49ers. Very and good point. this is their chance to shine yeah. and prove. We all know, I mean, like we just said, as we just heard Charles Barkley say, the world has <laughs> fallen in love with this Detroit Lions team. And their head coach, Dan Campbell. And 49ers are the faves. But this can really go either way. We're going to save our picks until the last segment. So you're going to have to stick (laughs) around for that. We're going to take a quick break here. But when we come back, who's in and who's out in the NBA? You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com.
7: and Stan, we do over three whole episodes of
1: our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
6: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monsi Belaños. We are broadcasting live from the Tarek.com studios in Los Angeles. Are we dancing to Shakira? I
3: am dancing to Shakira. <laughs> I love Shakira. I know. Goodness. She was I, I, We first all did. We album all did. that, like, I asked for, like, when I was little. Oh. I went and I said to okay. my mom, can I have this Shakira album? I definitely had uh, Shakira. I think um, my first,
2: like, grouping of albums was, I mean, I had Britney Spears. Yes, I had NSYNC. Yes. I had Mariah Carey. Backstreet Boys. I had Dookie, Green Day, was, like, a big one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I had like pop and rock. Yeah, I get that. Like, I'm sure this, the Shakira disc I got wasn't the one you got. it, yeah. it wasn't Ciega. Uh, Laundry service. Sorda, no, 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 no.
1: Laundry service. Ciega
3: Sorda Muda is the name of it. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, uh, <laughs> can you translate that? For uh, Siega me"? <laughs> is blind sordamuda of as you can't hear. And I think that's okay. the full name of it. But like right. that was the first album where I was like, I love Shakira <laughs> so you. much.
2: I just like I wanted to dance like her so bad.
3: Yeah, Siega Sordamuda, of yeah. I was right. Okay. okay. Cool.
2: Let's talk some NBA. Let's because, talk NBA. Um big news this week that shocked everyone, even Giannis. Uh the Bucks fired their head coach, Adrian Griffin, and hired. Doc Rivers. Now, why is this strange? Well, the Bucks were 30 and 13 when he got <laughs> fired, a winning record. And this was his first season. He was only 43 games into his tenure. And I let's just start with Giannis kind of talking about this, right? Because he, he had to have known what of course was up. He, did. he is the star
6: of, course of this did.
2: team, but he spoke after their first win on Wednesday.
4: I got to trust the front office. I got to trust the ownership group that they can see the bigger picture. My job is to be the best version of myself to lead this team out there uh, and help win games. And their job is to you know create the best team possible and the best atmosphere around the team possible. You know that they believe that it gives give us a better chance to win uh, a championship. But yeah, I do. I do think it, It was a surprise.
2: So the key word there is create the best atmosphere around the team. That's kind of what stood out there because there was video of the Bucks dancing around the court on Wednesday, the day after their coach was fired. So that tells
3: me vibes were we're off. I mean, remember, vibes were off prior to the season. Terry Stotts was supposed to be like an assistant or something, and yeah. then he quit right before the season. So obviously Weird. there was something there that maybe we did not even think about. We just were like, oh, it probably didn't work out. Okay, he moved on. But obviously something was not meshing. meshing well. Yeah. Um. I I don't believe that Giannis didn't know or didn't have any say in this. No. Obviously, if, he loved,
2: if every if like yeah. if everyone in the locker room had his back and loved him, especially. Giannis. Giannis. there's no way this decision gets made without the blessing from
3: your star. One th- oh, stars also Damian Lillard, right? Obviously, yes. very, very weird. Such a abrupt, you know, a day yep. when it came to hearing this information. Like you said, 43 games, 33 and 10, right, or something like that. They were 30 and 13, 30 and 13. Like un- unbelievable, yep. un- unbelievable that they well. just pulled the rug from under, but obviously something was going on off the court. Yeah. So if
2: the reason again was vibes and lack of experience, uh, they went in, Bucks went in the complete opposite direction and picked up a veteran in Doc Rivers immediately, immediately. But there has been a lot of heat surrounding Doc and his playoff success, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. With the Clippers, with Mm -hmm. Philly, (laughs) he had championship caliber teams that have blown three, three, one leads, in the playoffs. Yeah. So I want to know why the Bucs think it will be different for Doc in Milwaukee. Maybe Giannis' Doc's, like, missing piece. But he had some great pieces. Before last year, he had Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP, and couldn't get it done.
3: The only thing I took from all of this, and I'm glad you brought up the playoff record because that is the thing that is over Doc Rivers' head, yeah. right? Obviously, though— Players like him. Oh, he is
2: he's a that's you cannot take away from how great of a
3: person and coach that he is. Cause you and, hear that from the players. And clearly that is enough for every single yeah. player. The fact you know Giannis, okay, okay, Doc Rivers coming. Damian Lillard, okay, Doc Rivers coming. It's just, it made me like so, like, man, nobody, the players don't care about his playoff record. Mm-mm. They don't. They believe in him. They believe in him and they believe that he is a difference maker. And that's so crazy because of how much he was criticized last year yeah. exiting the playoffs the way he did. But it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. It does not matter. The players like Doc Rivers. And that's what matters. Yeah, I mean, I
2: I always wish the best for people. I course, hope this yeah. works out. I hope Doc finally gets that over the hump. hump. Uh-huh. Not blowing a three one, uh, like uh, lead multiple times in a playoff series three times. Yeah, I, I, if anyone, With I mean different teams. I just I know, but Giannis, but
3: I, Giannis. I mean, listen, Giannis, Damian, comes down Bucks. They have the Hopefully talent. They, they, they believe them, yeah. But they do, and that's what's I literally that's all I took from this. I was like, man, Doc Rivers is loved. Yeah, man. Yeah, holy, you, good for you.
5: Do you guys think uh, Giannis is gonna skate on the uh, getting his coach fired allegations or no?
2: What do you mean? Like, he's like if it was his fault?
5: Giannis is doing the exact thing that everybody wants to pillory LeBron James for doing here.
2: Well getting a, you getting know,
5: Adrian Griffin fired. Especially I
2: I, I think mean, he Woj definitely ner- had a say. Yeah, I think is Woj the face he is the face of the team. Like Woj he definitely said had
5: that, a say. Woj said that Griffin was hired because he wasn't Nick Nurse. That's what Gian- Giannis mm. wanted. Yeah. It's very, it's, I, I just want Giannis to get uh, a little bit of heat for this.
3: I am surprised. I think he will. Did you, there's like rumors He's that it was because so his loved. brother wasn't getting any playtime <laughs> and that that's what was making him mad. Yeah.
5: That's how you'd know. If if Thanasis is still on the team yeah. after tomorrow, then
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, but you're right, Bo, you're right. I think it's just maybe because Giannis's reputation is, is such different. a is a different it's reputation.
2: Like, he's like this happy-go-lucky, uh, telling jokes on his social media, like yeah. bringing joy. I'm just so happy to be here. Correct. I mean, we're seeing a little more of the frustration, obviously, this year when he didn't get the game ball for getting that scoring record. Oh, like yeah. Good that was kind of a first big, like, oh, we're seeing a different side of Giannis. We're not totally used to that. Like, is probably more the norm, but he keeps it not publicly and on social media yeah. which is a similar situation to this we know he definitely probably had some sort of a say in this because he is the leader of that team in the face of the franchise yeah so yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it all how it all plays out but now let's check <laughs> in with martin weiss and see what's trending
4: see if this uh goes better this time uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> i knew exactly what you were going through did you refresh
4: because I looked at it, I was like, "There's no way." Yes. I was like this game's got to be in the middle of the second I know. quarter. I it, know exactly this this score what you is so through. wrong and I can't even are fake we talking it. Talking
3: about your uh, update, update thirty yeah. minutes ago.
4: Oh yeah. yeah, I
2: just heard like, "Oh, we're having a hard time here." We okay? I knew
3: exactly what you were going through because it's happened to me, and it just takes so long to refresh. I'm like, I know this is wrong. I know it is.
4: And then TV did me no favors. Going to commercial yeah. break, like as the scores, I'm like, "Come on, man, what are we doing here?" That game in question, though, the Knicks and the Heat. Knicks with a ten-point lead right now, 61 to 51, 1150 in the third quarter. They're just getting started in the second half over there. Uh, championship weekend is obviously here. Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Toney will not play against Baltimore with a hip injury and personal reasons. So 0-2 uh, for 2 there. Ravens quarterback Marlon Humphrey expected to play after missing the last two games with a calf injury. Lions will not activate tight end Zach Ertz off the practice squad. Sam Laporta is the only healthy tight end on Detroit's roster. And remember, he got hurt in the season finale week 17 Uh, with a knee injury, but he's fighting through it. 49ers have no players listed on their injury report for tomorrow's game. Clean sheet after Debo Samuel was full go in practice on Friday. Earlier today in the NBA, the Wizards beat the Pistons 118-104. Wizards now 8-37, Pistons 5-40. That's not great. Uh, Top 25 college hoops in action right now. Number 8, Auburn and Mississippi State. Mississippi State with a 3-point lead, uh, 28-25. Just getting started the second half there. Clemson and Duke. Duke right now trailing at home 16-13 to 12. Duke, the 12th ranked team in the nation. 11.45 left in the first half there. TCU and Baylor. Baylor, the 15th ranked team in the nation. They trail by one, nineteen to 18. Eight minutes left in the first half. And Utah State and Boise State. Boise State with a one-point lead. Uh, defensive coordinator news. Everybody, all types of defensive coordinators moving around right <laughs> now. Uh, the Eagles hired former Dolphins defensive coordinator Vic Fangio to coordinate their defense. Former Eagles defensive coordinator Sean Desai in Interviewing with the Bills and the Falcons for, you guessed it, defensive coordinator. Uh, former Michigan defensive coordinator Jesse Minter will join new Chargers head coach Jim Harbaugh in the same role in Los Angeles. The Patriots plan to, def- to promote defensive line coach Demarcus Covington to become their new defensive coordinator. And the Chicago Bears have hired Buffalo Bills defensive line coach Eric Washington as their new defensive coordinator. Musical uh, chairs. I mean, just DC's <laughs> everywhere. Just yeah. Spinning and spinning and spinning. Back to you guys. <laughs>
2: Experience. Thank you, Martin. You're listening to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Bolaños. We are broadcasting live from the studios in Los Angeles. Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with Monsi and me. But let's bring in our first guest, a friend of the show, founder of Fangirls Sports Network and 49ers beat reporter Tracy Sandler is back with us again. Tracy, thank you so much for doubling down two weekends in a row. We love you for it. Big news yesterday for the 49ers. Debo Samuels, off the injury report will play tomorrow how close is he to 100% and how effective do you think he will be coming off that shoulder injury
8: well he was very confident when he spoke to us yesterday that he was going to be very effective and that he was as close as he could be his exact quote someone asked him if he would be limited at all if he would have to worry about protecting his shoulder and he said i ain't protecting nothing <laughs> and he sounded like a man who was quite confident he was in good spirit so i would say he's probably as close to 100 percent as anyone is at this point in the season okay that's good This is kind of like a random
3: question, but here are the 49ers in a huge, the biggest game of the season. Are there any superstitious things that they've been doing that you've seen?
8: (laughs) You know what? That's so funny that you asked that because they were asked that a bunch this week. And Brock (laughs) Purdy was asked it yesterday. Really? So it's funny that you're asking me that. And Uh. they all basically said they're just sticking with the same routine. Okay. Not necessarily superstitions, but they're sticking with the same routine. And something that actually struck me all week that maybe was even a little bit different than the last year or so was they did feel like, yeah, it's it's any other week. Of course the magnitude of the game is what it is. They could be one and done, you know, that's how that that's yeah. how this works in the playoffs obviously. Has that March Madness feel, but they felt pretty normal there were a lot more people there this week the way that the media schedule is done is a little bit different but everything felt pretty normal okay. pretty business as usual everyone's in good spirits so I think they which is good I don't you don't want to be obviously uptight and scared and they really didn't feel that way at all Okay.
2: Now, Tracy, Brock Purdy didn't have a great overall performance last week against the Packers, but did lead the team on the game-winning drive. How do you expect him to respond and, and kind of clean up those mistakes from last week?
8: I think he'll respond pretty well. One of the things about Brock Purdy that's been cool to watch is he very rarely makes the same mistake twice. mm and he learns from his mistakes. So I think that it really won't be an issue. I'll I'll kind of liken it to last season in his first playoff game, the wild card game against the Seahawks. He had a similar game. Not a great game. He did okay, ultimately did enough to win the next week against Dallas, really bounced back and played so much better. And I think we'll probably see that. From Brock Purdy again tomorrow, having Debo Samuel will make yeah. a very big difference. It's Huge. amazing the confidence that man can bring. And we forget, Debo went out relatively early in the game last Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is not a Brock Purdy, is nothing without his weapons statement. It's just, it is a big difference, especially when the game plan includes Debo Samuel and then he's out and they all have to adjust on the fly. So having Debo Samuel back in there I do think will make a big difference.
2: Question again on Brock Purdy here, right? Because he is undefeated in playoff games that he's finished and been healthy. Two straight years, he's helped bring this team to the NFC Championship game. Do you think Brock Purdy is being unfairly criticized? Just not even from last week, but just the doubt that he still receives from a lot of the media.
8: Absolutely. And I think it just comes from where he was picked in the draft. And people can't seem to get get over over that. I don't know. They can't get over it. Like, it, it's, 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 you would think, it's actually, that people would embrace it. Right. That they would love it. They'd be like, oh, my gosh, what an amazing story. Underdog but story. But instead, underdog story. But people really just can't get over it. I don't know what it's about, but they just can't seem to get past it. But I do think he is unfairly criticized. And to me, the whole conversation of, like, wow, he has such a great coach. He has so many offensive weapons. Show me a really great quarterback who hasn't. Yeah. I right. mean, I don't. I don't really understand the conversation. And it's funny because now with Belichick, the conversation is, well, he can't win without Brady. So isn't that now the conversation in reverse? So I just think people yeah. like to argue. I don't really get it, but I do think he's unfairly criticized. At the end of the day, they win games. He He wins. He wins in the ways that he has to win. Yeah. Has he been perfect? No, but nobody is. And also, he's played just over a season of football. Yeah, we cool. just so said that. he is at this point, like right? Yeah. It's, I was yeah. like, he's a baby. When you think yeah. About it. Yeah. He's a baby. Yeah. And he came in this, in December of 2022, so it's not even like, oh, this is his second full season. He's no. played a season and two months Thank of you. football. So. Yeah. I think that is something to consider. So, yeah, he is unfairly criticized. He doesn't care, and he's laughing all the way to the NFC Championship game and maybe beyond, but I do think it's been unfair.
3: Is it unfair, also, you think, because it's the 49ers?
8: What do you be mean like Because if he they have lay? so many. No, like if so he was tough. playing
3: for a different team, the Cinderella story I think would be more oh, of a story. Because it's such a, like a name Because it's such franchise? a name, exactly. Mm.
8: That's very possible. I, that's very possible because if you look at, like, when you look at the Lions, I mean, Jared Goff is, yes, he was a number one pick in the draft, and he went to a Super Bowl, but then he was essentially discarded by the Rams. Right. And I think he was treated unfairly. And now he's like a great Cinderella story, and I do think it is a great story, mm-hmm. but he's not getting that same kind of criticism. No. So it, there probably are a lot of factors at play. The 49 have so many superstars that I think people want to make the argument that, well, it isn't really him. Like, look at all the people around him. But somebody has to get those people the ball. Yeah, They're not throwing it to themselves.
2: (laughs) And speaking of those superstars, I mean, the 49ers (laughs) have one of the strongest rosters. And all season, they have Mm -hmm. had extremely high expectations to not only reach, but even win the Super Bowl this season. How much of that pressure is being felt by the team?
8: I don't think they really feel it. And nobody, I think, puts more pressure than they put on themselves. I mean, they've really talked about from the first day of training camp, almost to a man, everybody talked about, you know, all eyes on that final game of the season. It was interesting that no one really said Super Bowl those first couple months, Mm -hmm. but it was all eyes on that final game of the season. And they have a bad taste in their mouth from what happened last year. And even though they all say last year was last year, this is a new year, it's hard to get to the NFC championship game. It's not like, well, we'll just get back there next year. So I think nobody puts more pressure probably than they're putting on themselves. But this team does a pretty good job of not listening to outside noise. They also do a decent job of admitting when they do listen to outside noise. So it feels like this is a pressure they have on themselves. This is something that they really want. But I don't know that the outside is, is really affecting them all that much.
2: All right, Tracy, the Lions have been rolling this postseason, this whole Mm -hmm. season, and the hype has been extremely high also around this team to reach their very first Super Bowl in franchise history. So what's going to be the key for the 49ers tomorrow to beat such a a hyped-up Detroit team?
8: Well, I've been thinking about this a lot the last few days, so I'm glad that you asked. Uh, But I have been thinking about this a lot the last few days, and – These teams are matched up so interestingly, and they both have a lot of strengths. They have weaknesses they've been able to mask, but I really think for San Francisco, it is going to be defending the run. This is probably the best running back tandem that they've seen all season, and defending the run has been an issue for this team for several weeks now. It's been an issue on defense various times throughout the season, but consistently over the last several weeks. And they've had issues on defenses. They've had weaknesses on defense, but they've made big plays to overcome them. There's been a late-game pick, or two in the case of last week, but late-game picks, late-game fumble recoveries Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. kind of mask some of these issues. But they're going to have to figure out how to defend the run because Mm -hmm. both defenses have weaknesses that both offenses are going to be able to exploit. So it's going to be, in my opinion, which defense overcomes their weakness the best. And that's a huge one for San Francisco. And then on top of that, the offense is going to have to hit on all cylinders. It can't be a game like last week, and I don't think it will be, but they are going to have to stick to their game. They're going to have to hit on all cylinders. I mean, they had to throw, what was it, 39 passes last week? And it's like so funny to me, it feels like a Kyle Shanahan nightmare because (laughs) he likes running the ball Mm -hmm. 30 times or more, and they had to do it. And so they're going to have to figure out a way to really stay on their game and and to exploit the weaknesses that Detroit's defense really has in pass protection because they've been kinda all over that with mm-hmm. that all season long.
2: So Fortnighters are really happy that Debo is gonna be <laughs> back tomorrow. Tracy Yes. Yeah. I
8: mean Debo's a game changer a yeah. literal game changer. Yeah. And then Brock said that yesterday. He's a game changer. He is and without Debo, I was like, I I don't know. I still think it's a very tough matchup and oh yeah. The mm-hmm. Lions have some kind of fun thing going here and the Cinderella story and the magic and I think and it's a great story I mean it really is it's a great story for them for the city for everything and I think we all know I have a little bit of a penchant for football in Michigan but I think with (laughs) Debo um it it changes things because just his presence is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Tracy, yeah.
2: thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Have a great time at the game yes. tomorrow. It's going to be a great one. We'll be watching. Thank you. Of course. When we come back, the do's and the don'ts in sports. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, one of my favorites, you guys. Pennywise. You're listening to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Bolaños. We are broadcasting live from Tarek.com studios in Los Angeles. Fun fact, their old studio is my husband's studio that he owns now. So we're good friends with Pennywise. Hermosa Beach That's it And love them Love punk rock Alright But you know what It is time for the do's And the don'ts In sports this week I love it
1: Highlighting the do's Ooh I love that And putting a spotlight
2: On the don'ts The subject Brings me no joy
1: Don't do that
6: Are you on crack?
1: It's time for the do's And the don'ts In sports
2: I'm gonna get started with one of the most viral moments from last weekend. This is a do. Do. Do live your best life. (laughs) Jason Kelsey had some legendary moments at the Chiefs' bill game tailgating with Bill's mafia, drinking out of a bowling ball thing, then taking his shirt off, jumping out of the suite in the stands to celebrate his brother's touchdown. I mean, it was just a painting, like all the photos, (laughs) the videos. Then he brought a young Taylor Swift fan who was holding a poster up to the window to meet Taylor Swift. Like, it was just so much yes. And then on top of it, (laughs) we heard from his wife, Kylie, this week that Jason told her, obviously we knew he was gonna do this, but she shared, I think it was on Good Morning America, that all he wanted to do was live his best Bill's Mafia experience and jump through a table. So before he got to the suite, he was on a mission to try to find a table to jump through. Did not find one. So came into the suite with that energy of like, I'm I didn't it. find a table, but I'm taking my shirt off and I am jumping out of this window. So I was just, uh, it was just, uh, it was beautiful. I know. It was beautiful. I love it.
3: It's my spirit animal. I, I love it so much. <laughs> All right, I got to do for you. Okay. Do give credit and then... You know, give yourself a little bit of credit. So what? Luka Doncic just scored 73 points Woo! for the Mavericks against the Hawks. I don't know if you saw this, and I'm pulling it up to show you. Grant okay. Grant Williams, who plays with him, posted this picture and wrote 82 points right here. Ah! <laughs> See,
2: so this, he- is, <laughs> this is something that Richard Jefferson does constantly with LeBron James. He'll, like, put them together. And he's like, however many championships between all of us. Yes. And it's like, Rich, you got one with them.
3: Like, so 82 points right here. <laughs> (laughs) a picture of him with Luca, and Luca had 73. That's so so funny. Do that. It was great. Bo, you have a do for us? Yeah, this
5: actually qualifies as both. uh, Oh, I like it. Bring it on. Bring it on. So the uh, student section at BYU, they're playing Texas today, in college basketball, obviously. There was a front row group of BYU students that had shirts that spelled horns down, which Texas has made a big deal out of how much it hurts their feelings and offends them and everything. (laughs) And after the first media timeout, uh, officials at the game actually went over and asked the students to remove their shirts. No,
2: no. Yeah. Uh, were they wearing things underneath? I, their well, I mean, shirts? It's,
5: it's a student. Well, it's a BYU student section, so probably actually. Wow. Oh, um, ah. But yeah, that's just
1: no. no. Yeah,
5: do if you are Texas, please do continue doing this because it's hilarious to yeah. me how how soft you look. Like and the SEC
1: is going to eat them alive. Yeah, the SEC is going to eat them
5: alive. And if you are if you are anybody else that does this, please uh, don't stop doing it because it's, it's very hilarious. great. Yeah. Yeah. It Orange oh, down, baby.
2: Time. This is part of it. Okay. You're yeah. Uh, real quick uh do here. Um Bill's fans donated money. To the cat shelter that Bill's kicker, Tyler Bass, works with to support him after missing the late field goal against the Chiefs. But Chiefs fans also donated a bunch of money thanking him for missing that field goal. So hopefully it brings him a little bit of joy because I know he was getting taunted on social media. That just broke my heart. But, like, support the way you can. All right. When we come back, (sighs) a lot to get to. Yes. Coaches, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to Hour 2 of Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Belaños. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios in Los Angeles. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with Monsi and me. Let's have a really good Hour 2. Let's do that. Should we? We're going to, like... Yeah, it's gonna be great. We're talking to Carmen Vitale, yeah. uh, NFL on Fox reporter to break down both of these championship weekend
3: games. We just got we got a lot. We do. We I'm, I'm just lot. watching this video of Drake and Aaron what? Judge at uh Madison Square Garden for the Knicks. Is this game. right now? Is yeah. this like a yeah. I, happening? This, what it, happened? This game must have just ended. No, it's just them at oh. you know. I was like, dude, is there they, some love? Together? Yeah, look at them. Taking little mm-hmm. pictures yeah, Judge together. Yeah, just had his big uh,
2: fundraiser, I think, last night. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So I okay. know a lot of people were, were out in New York for that, but then he's out and about. He's out
3: and about living love his best that. life I love at that. Madison Square
2: Garden. I Look at you just creeping right when we go live. Like, what are you doing over there? I know, you're like, what are you What is she at? even doing over there? She I mean, don't know because I can't see her computer. <laughs> well, guys... Uh, We finally got some answers and coaching matches in the NFL this week. Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. Raheem Morris to the Falcons. Brian Callahan to the Titans. And uh, Dave uh, Canales to the Panthers. But let's start with the best decision that the Chargers have made in a long, (laughs) long time. And you called this how long ago? The moment they fired their coach, yeah. go Chargers, the moment go. they got fired, uh, I Alex said it's it. gonna be it's gonna be Jim Harbaugh.
6: Yeah, and you're
2: like you're yeah. crazy. He's about I to did. be suspended. <laughs> What's gonna happen? I was like, no, he's gonna win the national championship for Michigan. Then he's gonna leave and he's gonna come to the Chargers. And that couldn't have been from more that accurate. moment. <laughs> I called it <laughs> I and did. I stood by it every single week. I know every <laughs> single week you called me crazy. Yeah. Weiss got mad at me last week. Didn't want it to happen. Every single single person told me no. Yeah. But guess what? This was the only coaching hire (laughs) that immediately puts the Chargers back in the conversation. Yes,
3: it really does.
2: With this hire, they are now must-watch TV. They're going to have more primetime games. They're going to be talked about way more. They're going to have a culture, all because of Jim Harbaugh.
3: And nowadays, doesn't it seem like that's the most important thing, a culture? Like It is. It only, really it, is. That is the, like, that's
2: how you start. Yeah. That is the base of a
3: winning franchise. And the Chargers, with so much talent, no culture, and look at what they didn't accomplish. Well, also... The, t- Since the Chargers have arrived in L.A.,
2: they have been an afterthought. They have. The Rams came to L.A. a year before the Chargers did. They already won a Super Bowl in 2021. The Dodgers and Lakers just won a championship in 2020. Have two of the biggest names in sports, LeBron James and Shohei Otani. The Chargers had, I mean, they have Herbert, right? Right. But if you're not winning in L.A., nobody cares. It's true. There are so many other things to do here. Entertainment-wise, activity-wise, sports-wise with the amazing teams that we have here. But having a coach as captivating and as successful as Jim Harbaugh, again, it's a brand and image changer. He just won a national title. He's been to a Super Bowl. He knows what it takes to be great. And he brings that winning culture I mean, as a coach with the 49ers, he never had a losing season.
3: Like, at all. Honestly. Yeah, what more could you want as Nothing. fans? And when you look at what he's working with, with mm-hmm.
2: Justin Herbert, a great talent who hasn't lived up to his full potential. Now, this season, there's not going to be an excuse. Um, you have some extremely solid pieces in place with Keenan Allen has one more year on his contract. Mike Williams has one more year on his contract. Joey Bosa, two more years on his contract. Derwin James, three more years on his contract. Like you have pieces in place and you have the fifth overall pick in the draft. So they're in a pretty good spot for a team who doesn't need a quarterback. So someone could try to trade for that top five spot in the draft. They could get more picks. They could get some like great stuff in return. And he's going to have a say in their new GM higher
3: yeah everything he wanted everything he needed they gave it to him and as they should have I as said as back the, you, up the brakes uh, yeah. truck give him whatever
2: yep. he wants this is your only option yeah and for I, success now and
3: I know a, a few people like Martin and others are not happy but I feel like for the most part most people really are happy I haven't about heard this. I have not
2: heard negativity right it's which when, is also a little eerie because like in our industry and in the sports world I mean The whole thing is like a debate. It is, yeah. And you always want people on both sides. I have not heard a lot of the other side, which could be a great thing or like a really. Secretly sketchy thing. I
3: think people did you see the social media for the Chargers the day that we signed Jim Harbaugh? Did you follow that him
2: and his old cause he used to he was a quarterback for the Chargers back but in the day? I did, saw They the... did so
3: many things. Okay. They changed their profile pick to, to that Harbaugh. Pic, uh huh. The one where he's like looking straight at the camera and is like in the middle of a sentence. That was their profile pick <laughs> for I don't know how long. Then they uh, tweeted another picture of a okay. bedroom with every picture of John Harbaugh on the bed, a little nightstand on uh, with Jim Harbaugh. So John. Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Okay. It was a fun, like a bedroom, and yeah. like instead of pictures of In and Backstreet Boys, it's all pictures of Jim yeah. Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, it was so so funny. They're happy. Like give them I'm a raise. Ex-
2: I can't wait for the um the first presser because I- I'm still waiting. We're still waiting to hear. Yeah, hear everything. But let's now look at like what he's up against. Kay? Okay, because when you look at the division, he has to do. They have to do better this year in the AFC West. You got the Chiefs. They'll always be tough as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy. The Raiders seem to have some momentum with yeah. their new coach and leader in Antonio Another culture Pierce. Another place. yeah. Broncos were a bit of a mess, but they're rolling with Sean Payton, and they're going to do it his way, looking like without Russell Wilson, most likely no official things have been talked about yet. And then the Chargers, who only had five wins last season, yeah. which is crazy. It's still like with so many great pieces. On both sides hard. of the ball. It's just nuts. It's hard. Yeah. Okay. But they have hope. You know, you have a chance with a head coach like Jim Harbaugh. He's won every place that he's coached. He's had success. So if history repeats itself, Chargers fans should be very excited. Yes, For we next are. season. You're a Chargers fan. I am very yeah. excited.
3: Okay, good. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Even though I didn't think it was going to happen, it wasn't that I didn't want it to happen. I just didn't I believe knew. it.
1: I was I knew. Like,
3: there's no way. You I knew. know what I mean? It was the so only way. It, it's a it's very exciting. Plus,
4: he has exciting. history. He, yeah. he was a
2: quarterback for yeah. the Chargers. Like, no. what a full circle, like, coming back home. Yep. Like And that's what he said. It felt like he was coming home.
3: And to put them on the map again. Immediately. Because, like he said, afterthought, Immediately. Afterthought. I would even say afterthought after the Clippers, which is even worse to say. Yeah. As you an know, NFL team? Like, yes. Behind bah. an NBA team in, like, one of the biggest markets Last team in LA that you probably yes. think of. It's just crazy. 100%. So very exciting that yeah. we got we got everything that you would want in a yeah. coach. Yeah. Now, now get her done. Now get her done. And like I think you gotta I do it. Listen.
2: That's what it comes down to. Now yeah. now we got results. You got yeah. what you needed. Now we need results. Yes. Okay. So obviously a lot of spots got filled, meaning there's only two coaching spots still available. That's crazy. You got the commanders and the Seahawks with a lot of great coaches. Still available, to name a few. Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Ben Johnson, Dan Quinn, uh, Bobby Slowick. And again, just two spots for all of those great names. So when you look at the the commanders, this is actually a really good opportunity. They have the second overall pick in the draft, so they're going to get a franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. They just hired Adam Peters, the former 49ers Mm -hmm. uh, assistant GM, who helped put together one of the most well-rounded teams in the league and they're also looking like they're going to have the most cap space in 2024 meaning they can go out and get some big free agents they can take some big swings and we talked about this last week when it all came out that uh ben johnson uh, the lions offensive coordinator um has you know was asked about it two weeks ago seems like he might be the best fit For the job, but they can't, nothing can be made official because he's right in the middle of a Super Bowl run. Yeah. Because they're trying to win this weekend and get to the first Super Bowl in franchise history. I do think he will probably be the best fit. And they
3: are just waiting to see how everything, like, kind of. yeah, I'm with you. It unfolds also, with the Lions. He also might be bringing somebody with him, are the rumors from the Lions, office, offensive line coach Hank Fraley. Mm. So I feel like that's always really nice. If I'm an owner and it's like, oh, you want to come with somebody that you've already worked with, yeah. that you have a relationship with, yeah. a successful relationship? Like if I'm Josh Harris, I'm like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, let's, I, go. I, let's do that. And then, like you said, I like everything about the commanders. That seems like a place you'd want to go and kind of, it, it's almost like a fresh start. It based is. on all everything you just around. said. around. Yep. So ownership, I, all of it, coaching, yeah.
2: GM, quarterback. It's going to be a fresh start for everybody. For everybody. everybody. And so, yeah,
3: I, I'm with you. I think they're just waiting. Yeah. But I think Ben yeah. Johnson is being patient. So uh, I'm sorry to your bestie, Cynthia. Why? Because uh, I know. She's like,
2: don't leave us. <laughs> don't touch any but of That my means coaches. you're doing great.
3: That means you're doing
2: great. OK, so <laughs> the other coaching spot currently still available is the Seahawks. Now, they have Geno Smith, but they'll probably look into the getting another quarterback yeah. for the future. They have the 16th overall pick in the draft. So not really high enough to get one of the top guys that are available. But this one's interesting, right? Because of the names that I mentioned that are available, Dan Quinn has history there uh-huh. as a defensive coordinator during the Legion of Boom. Mike Vrabel could be a great yeah. fit. So it's gonna be interesting to see what they do yeah. what the Seahawks do. But I think the biggest surprise like all like this week with all this news coming out it's looking like Bill Belichick will not get a job this cycle after two interviews with Atlanta. Yeah. I my like what I'm feeling in my gut is he probably went in there with the attitude it's my way or the highway and they took the highway. And, like, he he wanted to go into a place where he had that same amount of control and power that he had in New England. And that's just not the case anymore. That's not what happens. You're not going to be able to go in, be the GM, have all the say on both sides of the ball, and yeah. wasn't willing to work.
3: And it's like, Belichick, how did you not realize that? Because if that's, if, if that's that who is he is. That's I- who he is to his core. What, it, it, you gotta, you've, you gotta realize, like, read the writing the, on the wall, like that. That's not what anybody would want at this. But point. he's not. But this is just who he
2: is. He's not an easy guy to get along with. Um, and are you gonna hand over your organization and your future to someone like that? And I, yeah, going on the other side of the thing, who they went with, uh, Raheem Morris, who was their interim coach back in 2020. Mm-hmm. He had. He had people calling in on his behalf. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan called to vouch for him. And he probably came in with a plan of how they could win and work together to get there. He's looking towards the future.
3: There was obviously, though, something that went right at the beginning talking to Belichick because they saw him again. But what if it's as simple as maybe we just want a younger voice? What if it's that simple? There's a change, a culture change in the NFL. What if you just want somebody younger that can relate to your players? Even though Belichick brings so much positive history, I think it's
2: everything. I think that's definitely a part of it. Yeah, because you're not like, like you're excited for the like the legendary legacy that you're about right. to like learn right. from. Right. But even but- Tom Brady. Couldn't stand him anymore. Like there were reports that like four years before he left, Tom was like, I Uh, am ready to leave. I can't take this anymore. Yeah, Like there's only so much we can take. Yeah, And the way that everything has been evolving and changing and conversations and mental health and everything around it is just a new, it's a new way of motivating and a new way of inspiring, a new way of
3: thinking. And if you weren't willing to change... You yeah. got to adapt. You have to you adapt ha-
2: in every in every like aspect of life. Yeah, you have to adapt. I, I tell that with my parents and technology. They're like, I don't want to get it. I'm like, but you don't want to fall behind. Yeah, do you yeah. get the iPhone? I'm- I will put you in a 101 <laughs> class. Okay, yeah. get mom. You want to do social media? Get on Instagram. I will teach you. Yeah. I'm not going to do it for you. I am going to teach you so you can do it and keep it. My mom's hilarious on social media. Oh my gosh, <laughs> but it's like that's it. it's every aspect of life. Yep, you like adapt you have to. Them. If you want to stay within like the pop culture in any sport, any technology life, you have to be willing to adapt and change. You gotta with be flexible. And learn. Yeah. Learn. Listen. Yeah. Like just be willing. Yep. And he probably wasn't. And he
6: probably wasn't. Probably not. wasn't.
2: But hey, who knows? Maybe it takes a year and maybe there's another opening. Yeah. Maybe the Cowboys if (laughs) Mike McCarthy doesn't do well next year. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. But when we come back, the top five difference makers in championship weekend. We're going to run through that. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monsi Bolaños. We are broadcasting live from Tyrack.com studios in Los Angeles. I am feeling the vibes, the rock vibes here today. Waking me up, even though it's the afternoon. I'm like, I'm here. (laughs) Music just does that to me. Okay, happy championship weekend. And to celebrate, we're going to run through the top five difference makers not only like are they could be you know the best players yeah. on each, I guess each championship game because we're gonna do like both both combined. yes yeah, um, but I believe these are the five players that will determine the outcome of these games. All yep. right,
3: okay. I may so have, gonna... I may have different I may have a taken a different approach on this, but go ahead. Okay, okay, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. that will be mine. Yeah, no, no, you for sure. Play yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours, no, we're then. good. Yeah, that was the point. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. We're going to start with the AFC championship Yeah, okay, go for it. Okay, one through five difference makers here. Got it. Number one for me, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. He's got the experience. His sixth straight AFC championship game. He knows how to win in the postseason. Still the best player in the league. Mad respect. I don't think anyone thought the way the season was kind of going mid-end, they were going to be here. And look, (laughs) here he is once again. Yeah. So he's number one for me. Gotcha. Number two, Lamar Jackson. Okay. He is the MVP this season. He is an incredible dual threat. He is changing the game and really what it means to be a quarterback. Not just throwing, mm-hmm. but rushing. Like, it is insane. He he leads. He's got the 22nd most rushing yards in the league, meaning he has more than uh, some starting running backs. It's absolutely insane. So if he if he is... Top tier on both of those on his game yeah. tomorrow. It's going to be a problem. He's he's going to be the reason. Number three, Travis Kelsey. Okay. Kelsey and Mahomes have the most playoff touchdowns by any quarterback receiver duo. With the two touchdowns last week, they pass Brady and Gronk. That's crazy. Even <laughs> though Kelsey isn't 100% and hasn't been all season. the best he could be all season. Once again, here they are. Back in. In the AFC Championship game. So if they're on, it's hard. It's hard to bet against them. Okay. Number four. Roquan Smith, the Ravens defense. He led this team in tackles this season. Fifth most in the entire league. Since the Ravens required him last season, they've had the number one total defense. If Smith can show up the way that we know he can, I mean, he's going to have to. He's going to have to if the Ravens want to get to the Super Bowl. And then finally, number five, Chris Jones. Chiefs defense. 11 sacks this season. Second most by any interior lineman in the league. Highest graded defensive player on either team. So if he shows up, that's going to be good for the Chiefs. But I got... Three of my five here are Chiefs. Yeah. So yeah. I, I took a slightly
3: different approach. Okay, with this, so sorry. let's go. Your so, AFC championship game, top n- five players. The top see, I didn't I didn't take it as players. I just was like, what are the factors, right? Okay. So number one, both O-lines. Both O-lines are going up against the toughest defenses. Okay. So how are they gonna protect their quarterbacks? How okay. are they gonna deal with the pressures, the schemes? That's what's gonna be the difference maker. So okay. to me, the number one, it's both O-lines. Got it. Number two, both defenses. Again, the best defenses going up against each other. One and two, fewest points allowed this season. Is it going to be a shootout? Is it going to be a low-scoring game because the defense is controlling the pace and the rhythm? I don't know, but this is the first conference championship game between the top two scoring defenses since 2004. So, to me, first the O-line, then the defense. All right, now I'm going to start with players. okay? Okay. Number three, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is going to do damage one way or another, right? Yeah. I'm interested to see which bleed the Chiefs are going to try to stop. Like, okay. what are they going to push him to do more than the other? What, run or pass? Exactly. Because yeah. he's but he going, can do both. He can't do and both. And you know what? He's going to, like, audible and do whatever feels right in that moment. Exactly. But, you know, they're going to take an approach for one way to stop, yeah. to try and stop one bleed. But he's, gonna, he's going to do damage. Yeah. One way or the other. Number four. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey needs to have... You have him have, above Mahomes? I don't even have Mahomes because Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. I didn't even... He's just going to be Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. he he needs to be in no. order for them to win. So he is a difference maker. So I think he's going to... I took this as... Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. He's going to do what he does no matter what. He needs Travis Which Kelsey. He is the difference maker. He needs Travis Kelsey kay. to have the greatest game of his life. Okay. You just mentioned he... Didn't have the best season. No. He didn't look great. At times looked sluggish. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he needs to be present so that if, if they're not scared of Travis Kelsey, then Travis Kelsey needs to be a weapon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if he's not out there doing something, Baltimore is going to have a field day. They're yeah. just going to run with it and they're, it's not even going to be fun. Five, Rishi Rice is mm-hmm. who I have. Because... Yep. You can't just have one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes can't just have one weapon. Yeah, he needs somebody else to spread that really good defense. Yes, if, if Baltimore only has to focus on one player, yeah, oh my, it's gonna be so easy for them. Yep, Rasheed Rice needs to step up for Mahomes. Okay, let's get to the NFC Championship go. game. We're
2: gonna we're gonna breeze through this real go quick. For it, go for it. Number one, Christian McCaffrey. This man will be a huge determining factor in this game. If he can continue what he's done all season, he's gonna be just fine. Number two. Jared Goff, he's been here before, playing clean football, and at this point, that's all you can ask for. He hasn't thrown a pick in the playoffs this season. He needs to keep that going against a team like the 49ers because they will make you pay for it. Debo Samuels, he just came off the injury report on Friday. I have him at number three. He missed most of last week's game with that shoulder injury, so... This team, the 49ers, win 70% of the games that he plays. Debo needs to play and stay healthy. Four, Aiden Hutchinson. He's going to have to lead this Detroit defense to slow down one of the most stacked offenses in the league. And then five, Brock Purdy. He needs to have a better game than last week. He knows that. He can't have any giveaways or interceptions. He needs a clean game.
3: All right, so NFC, number one, Brock Purdy. Ah, He needs to have a different game than last week. He needs to deliver. Yep. He has to come out swinging. Number two, Aiden Hutchinson. If Hutchinson makes Purdy uncomfortable early in the game, Uh that's not going to go well for San Francisco. Aiden Hutchinson has so much power... If he comes out swinging, oh, Lions, Lions are going to be a problem. Number three, Christian McCaffrey. He is a dual threat running back to me. You don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to catch the ball or is he going to run? They use him all over the place. He's going to get his way one way or another, just like Lamar Jackson. Number four, Jared Goff. He has not thrown an interception in Uh the postseason, but we saw some mental mistakes towards the end of the regular season. That like, you know, you hopefully it was just mental mistakes at the end, but definitely he does not need to play hero ball, not Mm -hmm. Jared Goff. And number five, Debo Samuel. Because like you just said, when Debo is on the field, the 49ers are a different team. Yeah. They need him. They are when he played a full game, San Francisco went 12 and 2 while averaging 31.4 points, yeah. 412 yards per game. No, he's he is a big difference maker. And the fact that he is playing, and almost 100%, as Tracy told us, yep. it's everything San Francisco needs. Yeah. Yeah. So we had almost all the same yeah.
2: players. Yeah. Just in different order. Just in different order, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah same five yeah. difference makers yeah. need to show up. All right, now let's check in with Martin Weiss and see what's trending. Mm-hmm.
4: We got one game going on right now in the NBA, the Knicks 124, Miami Heat 120. Yikes. With about two minutes left in the fourth quarter. This game was tied 86 apiece the last time we checked in. So, uh, Knicks offensive explosion in the fourth quarter. Uh, the game coming up at the bottom of the hour, about to tip off here between the 76ers and the Nuggets. Adrian Rodronowski says Joel Embiid ruled out for uh, today's game against Nicole Yoke at the Denver Nuggets. So, That's not good. It's, it's, not, it's not the best.
3: No, it's not the best. For the MVP, it's not the best. I think he can only miss now like seven more games.
4: You know, I'll, I'll have that number next time, but it's coming up. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah, like, he, he's, he's like pushing on the 65 game yeah. minimum Yeah. to be not be able to defend his own title. So yeah. uh, you'd like to see him playing, especially you'd like to see him playing against Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. That would have been fun to see, but we won't. What was also not fun to see? The Wizards beat the Pistons earlier today, 118 to mm-hmm. 104. Wizards eight and 37. Pistons five and 40. So you got that. Going uh, college hoops right now. We had today earlier today we had wins for North Carolina, Texas Tech, BYU, and seventh-ranked Kansas lost on the road to Iowa State. Uh, right now, still playing Clemson and Duke. Duke's the 12th-ranked team in the nation. They have a 39 to 32 lead with 15:53 left in the second half. Baylor and TCU. Baylor with an 11-point lead, 51 to 40 over TCU. 13 minutes left in the second half there. And Utah State and Boise three-point game, 52 to 49 with the Utah State winning right there. uh, One, I'm sorry, 1140 in the second half remaining in that one. It's defensive coordinator news all over the place. Former Eagles defensive coordinator Sean Desai is interviewing for the Bills and the Falcons' job today as their defensive coordinator. The guy who will replace him, well, I guess the guy who will replace him was Matt Patricia, who is now getting replaced by Vic Fangio, who is a former defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. He just took the job up in Philly. Former Michigan defensive coordinator Jesse Minter will join new Chargers head coach Jim Harbaugh in L.A. The Chicago Bears hire a defensive line coach from the Buffalo Bills' eric washington is their new defensive coordinator but head coach matt Eberflus will continue to call plays uh new england patriots planning to promote defensive line coach demarcus Cous- covington sorry demarcus cousins is playing in taiwan right now demarcus covington <laughs> will be the new defensive coordinator for the new england patriots back to you guys
3: <laughs> thank
2: you martin you're listening to fox sports saturday i'm alex curry here with monty balanios we are broadcasting live from the tyrac.com studios in los angeles Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with Monsi and me. But it is time for our next guest, Fox Sports NFL reporter, the best friend of the show. <laughs> let's bring in Carmen Vitale right now. Carmen, thank you so much for joining us.
7: Oh, of course. Anytime for you guys. You oh, know that. Oh, we know. Thanks, Carmen. Which is
2: why we use you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's start with the AFC Championship game because we have two MVP quarterbacks facing each other for the first time in the playoffs. What are you expecting from what Lamar Jackson called a heavyweight matchup?
7: It's going to be back in forth. I mean, I don't think that there's a question about that, right? There were five lead changes in that Kansas city game against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the Kansas city team barely squeaked out by the skin of a field goal that went awry. So I think that, in that case, this is going to be a back and forth thing. And you look at what the Ravens were able to do against the Texans in the game in last game, and they scored 24 unanswered in that second half. Mm-hmm. So they're coming in with a bunch of momentum. Where I think the Chiefs kind of barely scraped by, and this isn't the Chiefs team we're used to seeing. They don't they don't look unbeatable, but at the same time, they have the most experience in these uh, these conference championship games. I believe it's the Patrick Mahomes' fifth. And he averages over 300 yards a game in AFA championship games alone. Which crazy. is crazy.
5: Yeah, crazy.
3: Great. So, Carmen, if you were Andy Reid, you're you're running the Chiefs right now. What bleed would you stop from Lamar Jackson? Would you try and push him to throw or would you try and push him to run? Because, you, you know, there, uh, he's going to do
7: damage either way. But what approach uh, would you take? I was going to say, I don't know that it matters. I mean, he Lamar hasn't... Jackson, he had... He had by far his most passing yards this year Mm -hmm. uh, in in the regular season, and then he was able to rush for the third most yards in his career in the regular season. He is is just an incredible athlete, but an incredible quarterback that is so well-rounded that if you take away the pass, he can beat you on the ground. That's mm-hmm. what he did against the Texans this last game. He went for over 100 yards. I believe that was only his second or third game this season, over 100 yards rushing. And he got two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, but then he also threw for two touchdowns. And I don't know what the best course of action is, but I think that Spags, uh is- Spaniolo the defensive coordinator in Kansas City he's one of those guys he gets real creative with the blitz he really tries to confuse you he's got a mm-hmm. lot of different things in his arsenal that he's going to try to bring out to make Lamar Jackson think mm-hmm. I think that's maybe the only way Ooh. to really slow him down is not not that he can't but you have to make him kind of account for what your defense is doing you that defense is going to act like an offense in Kansas city and is going to be able to adjust to whatever you bring on the field. And so you have to be able to counter that. You have to think two to three steps ahead. And I think that that's really the only way uh, to slow this Ravens offense down that is now going to have Mark Andrews though. And that's kind of an easy completion for Lamar Mm -hmm. Jackson or for anybody, because they have such a good rapport and you have to think that he is going to be juiced up and ready to go for an AFC championship game that could get this team to the Super Bowl.
3: Carmen, you could be a coach. I, yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> so, Carmen,
2: who wins this AFC game? Oh, is it God. the Chiefs or the Ravens?
7: Do I don't know. You know I, I know? really, I really, like, <laughs> okay, my heart here. of hearts, yeah. my heart of hearts wants to see, like, a Lions-Ravens Ooh, Super Bowl because we haven't do. seen that. And yeah. that's the only, like, anything that involves the Lions is the only thing that won't be a rematch, right, in this, yeah. in this scenario. So I want that to happen. But, like, it doesn't matter if the 49ers win because they've played the Ravens. They've played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's all happened before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just, When it comes to the Ravens and the Chiefs, I just can't bet against the Chiefs, though. They've been here too many times. Oh. Andy Reid goes into a different mode in I the know. playoffs. And the way that his offense is able to just stay two to three steps ahead again. I I can't bet against them, but I think I'm hoping the Ravens win because I would love that for Lamar. I know. I think
2: we all would, and his legacy would as well. But now let's get to the NFC because, as you just mentioned, the Lions have never been to a Super Bowl but have a chance to make it their first appearance with a win tomorrow. What's it going to take for the Lions to get there?
7: I weirdly think these two teams match up really well. If there's a critique or a concern about, the, about San Francisco's defense, which is one of the best in the league, don't get me wrong, it's their run defense. Mm-hmm. And that's something that the Lions can do really, really well. Todd Bowles was able to shut it down last week when I was there in, uh, in Detroit. But now you have a guy like David Montgomery and a guy like Jameer Gibbs where between the two of them, they can beat you in so many ways on the ground. David Montgomery is like that bowling ball that's just going to run straight through the tackles, <laughs> whereas Jameer Gibbs can a good get to the outside. You can get to him in space. You can He can catch passes out of the backfield. Both of them can. And it makes it a really formidable, really well-rounded run game for the Detroit Lions. And that is something that San Francisco has struggled with. And I really think that if they can get through – they're going to have to get through that Lions defensive or offensive line rather, excuse me, um, and in some way. But even if they do that, Jared Goff has the benefit of the run game. So I really think the Lions – not a lot of people are giving the Lions enough of a chance here. Mm-hmm. I know San Francisco was one of the best teams in the league. But when I tell you the emotion and just the motivation and the the story behind this Lions team, I mean, they will put themselves up against anyone. They've been a joy to cover for the last couple of seasons. Dan Campbell's culture there is second to none. And he won the they, world. He, won, he,
2: he literally <laughs> won the hearts of he the entire country. He
7: won everyone over. Yeah. He won everyone over. The Lions are America's team right now. They really are. Cowboys to damn.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, Charles Barkley said he would, run, like, he's in love. He's got a man crush on Dan Campbell. Yeah. I think anyone would run Absolutely. through a brick wall for him right now.
3: Yeah. Uh, so we were, uh, Alex and I were wondering, why would the Lions sign Zach Ertz and he's not going to be active? Like, we just found that weird.
7: Yeah, it w- I think it was more along the lines of depth. You saw Brock Wright, their second yes. t- tight end, go down. Mm-hmm. And so this is, a, this is a guy that can help you in the pra- in practice. And that's what you bring in depth guys for, even if they're not going to be active on game day. Um, It's, I think it's also insurance for if they do make the super bowl, that's another guy that you can turn to. But then Johnson doesn't do a ton of multiple tight end sets, but you really don't have to. When you've got a guy like Sam Laporta, who is a rookie and breaking pretty much every rookie tight end record Mm -hmm. that exists. I think there's a couple that Mike Ditka still has, but very few. And, that's not an integral part of this offense necessarily, but it is so well-rounded with a guy like Sam LaPorta, with a wide receiver like Amon Ross St. Brown, and like I said, that run game. So when it comes to adding players at this stage of the game, it's to help your guys practice. It's to help kind of feel things out because you think about it too, for the 49ers, as far as personnel goes, they do run a lot of 12. They'll run mm-hmm. 22. They run multiple tight end sets. So you need to be able to practice against that. Okay.
2: Carmen, you've spent the whole season covering this Lions team up close and personal. What would it mean, not only for the franchise, but for the city of Detroit to see them play in a Super Bowl if they can pull off this win tomorrow?
7: It's absolutely everything. It would be vindication. It would be the ultimate reward because, let me tell you, I've also been to a bunch of Lions road games this year, and the way that Lions fans paint every stadium Honolulu mm. blue, it's incredible. And to be able to go to a Super Bowl and see that, I mean, you're talking about people that obviously have been fans for decades and decades and decades that have never been able to see the Lions in this light. Yeah. And it's incredible to think about the Lions team itself, the players, the coaches, they don't shy away from that. They don't want to carry the weight of it, but they know what they mean to the city of Detroit because the city of Detroit means – all of that and more to them right back. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, it makes me tear up every single time (laughs) I see Dan Campbell. He's like post-game press conferences or his post-game locker room speeches. Uh. Hell, I was at in Detroit last weekend, and I was – crying at the national anthem i'm
2: like Well, you like were also with cynthia just- you were sitting next to cynthia was like a lifelong lions fan and she's been sobbing like the moment she touched down in detroit i was sobbing for her i was like every i think uh, everyone was when you feel and you're connected to a detroit's fan who like has like just experienced all of that failure and agony for three decades, 30-plus years? Uh,
7: there was there was a moment during the national anthem when they showed Jared Goff on the Jumbotron. Uh, and the way that the entire stadium erupted in the middle of the national anthem, just to show their sport, there were Jared Goff chants going all throughout the game. Dan Campbell, every time he was on the Jumbotron, I mean, this city is so ready for it. And I feel like they, they, they've earned this. They deserve it. Yeah. They put the work in. They it's time for their reward, and this is absolutely the team that could do it.
2: Yeah, and I, I got chills. I'm so jealous you're going to the game tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh, know, enjoy. Uh, Carmen, have the best time yes. at the game. Lions, Niners, I can't wait to stalk your social media <laughs> for it. So please, like, just blast it. Like, yeah. let's just everything and we can't get enough. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We love you. Of course. Of course. Love you guys too. All right. We're going to take one more break here when we come back. Monty and I got our two game picks, but then we're also going to do some prop bets. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monsi Bolaños and we are broadcasting live from entire.com studios in Los Angeles. Monsi, you bouncing over there? I am. Up and down. I love
3: this song. I actually
2: got to um, see, it's Paramore. Paramore, right? yeah. I got to watch them live at um, the Bud Light Super Bowl Fest last year. There, I, she's so good. She's so she's anyone, so good. There is a, also really good friends with Taylor Swift.
3: Oh really? I think I knew that. Fun story. I, I I'm so jealous of her or like Olivia Rodrigo, like people who can scream but sing at the same time. Yeah, like that's rock. such a. Oh, that's so hard. Rock. That's so hard. Makes me jealous. But yes, I was just rocking out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We forgot to mention to everybody that shortly after the show, our podcast is going to be going up. So if you miss any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow, rate, review. You know the whole thing. And uh, just search again, Fox Sports Radio, wherever you get your podcasts, and you will see our show posted right after.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll, po- I'll also post it to my social yeah, media yeah. at Alex underscore Curry. Follow anywhere. You'll get the link. Um, but now it is time for our guest game picks and prompt bet picks. So uh producer Beau, lead us through.
5: So last week we have a clean sweep. Ooh. Alex went 4 and 0 in her picks. Monsey went 3 and 1. Yeah. Um, that's what you get for believing in the Buffalo Bills ever. I did! Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, so the season totals run to Alex at 44-33. Uh, and Monsey uh, comfortably ahead at 53-24. and 24.
2: <sighs> Okay. So, uh, that's I'm hoping these prop bets get me uh, To start
5: these picks, we've got the, uh, the Lions taking on the 49ers into a, a tomorrow afternoon's game. The okay. uh, 49ers currently <laughs> a 7.5 point favorite at home.
2: Big favorites. Yeah. Big favorites. I, It's tough because I'm going to go with my OG Super Bowl pick once we filled out our playoff bracket. um, And I took the 49ers to make it to the Super Bowl. They've got some unfinished business from last season losing in the championship game. Uh, they have all the pieces. They have the talent. But I also can really see the Lions grit and heart being making this like a tough close game like it's I'm taking 49ers but like I would also be like happy if the Lions like get to their first Super Bowl
3: yeah I before the season started I picked 49ers Bengal Super Bowl so I'm gonna stick with 49ers yeah but I don't think it's gonna be that big of a of a no. difference I think it's gonna be a lot closer and again if the Lions win I would be like yeah Yeah, they did. Uh Uh Yeah, I know. (laughs) I asked Cynthia because
2: obviously she's a numbers girl. I was like, so what are your numbers telling you? Uh Like with like a sad face, she's like 49ers by five. But Mm. I was like, okay. All right. Yeah, no, but Uh, but like that's the perfect time to prove it wrong. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You'd be happy to be wrong. All
5: All right. right. Earlier in the day, the uh, Chiefs are going to head to Baltimore and take on the Ravens, who are a three and a half point favorite at home.
3: Uh, I don't I don't know how you pick against Patrick Mahomes, but I'm picking against Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking Baltimore in this one.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is the battle of the MVPs. And this is Lamar's year. He hasn't had the playoff success in the past. But I'm picking. I'm picking. I'm picking the Ravens. I'm um, picking Lamar to make it to his first Super Bowl. But if Mahomes wins this, it's you guys, ridiculous. I am never picking against him I in the playoffs again back. because I always get slapped in the face. <laughs> always, always, uh, always. I feel like that's every, everyone. The,
5: this always. is the last time you can pick against Mahomes this in the is playoffs. This if is he does it. it, if he does it beyond never this, again. Then, yeah, never, 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 never again. Never, never again. Never again. Nobody. All never right. Again. So for our props here, we ser- we currently have Christian McCaffrey sitting at a total of 86 and a half rushing yards for tomorrow's game. Okay. So are you guys going to go over or under that 86 and a half year total?
2: I'm going to go over. He had 98 against the Packers, averaging about 91.5 per game and had seven games where he was over 100 rushing yards this year. So I'm going to say hard.
3: Yeah. Hard over. Yeah. Duh. All
5: right. Next up, we have uh, Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns. Okay. All currently right. set at one and a half. So you guys going to go over or under on that one?
3: I'm going to take the over. Over. Because it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I'm taking the over. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That one makes me sweat. <laughs> I know, That one's tough. Yeah. It's the one and a half. The one yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to take two. Patrick. Yeah, and then yeah, last one over. here, we've got uh, Lamar Jackson's passing yards over under 210 and a half.
2: I'm going to take under. this Because this is only passing yards. I think he's going to have a lot of rushing tomorrow. But, yeah. Yeah. He only had 152 passing yards against the Texans last week yeah. with 100 rushing yards. So, I'm going to take the under.
3: I'm going to take the over. Ooh. I'm going to take the over. I think they're going to make him throw. All right. Thank you so much for spending yeah. this Saturday afternoon with Monty me. Have a fun, safe weekend. We'll see
2: you next week. Same time, same yes. place. Yeah.
0: I'm Viosa And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen.